welcome to 48 Shades of Football. Uh, it's going to be a slightly truncated version this week because due to various logistical challenges, uh, we couldn't negotiate 10 bottles of soda and do the podcast <laughs> on our normal time, so we've grabbed 30 minutes out of our busy schedule to do it today. Have you, have you ever... Have you ever posed with that question uh, on a Tuesday evening as to whether or not to have that, that fourth bottle of soju because we can still podcast on Scuff and whether or not you actually can podcast after four bottles of soju? Uh, the answer is no, you can't. But anyway, we have only got 30 minutes to do this, so should we get on to the Let's get cracking. football? Intro music today. Uh, yeah, it was Steps with the Chattery. Or is it tragedy? Steps I can never really understand my Kenyan accents. Sound like Chattery to me. Uh, yep. s- significance of that? Significance of that is uh, Chattery uh, is retiring at the end of the season. The FA Cup final, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, was his... Swan song. His swan song, yeah. He's, he's both suspended and injured for the remaining three games. So apparently after he picked up his, his uh, winner's medal, he said, that's it for me guys, that's all folks. And, a bit, and just like a loony tune as a player, he kind of went off with that's all folks and that's it. So no more tragedy, gracing the fields of the K-League. Is that a tragedy or not? Uh, I think it's a tragedy. You think you, you think he have another year in him? I think it's another year in him. I think he has. I think the way that when we, when we do the review, the way that he marshaled the defence when so needed on, on Saturday uh, was pretty impressive. I, I, I think it will be a loss. Should we jump straight into the FA Cup review then? Sounds good to me. So You were there? Yeah, most of it. <laughs> when did you arrive, Paul? Uh, shortly after kickoff. I think it was shortly after kickoff, yeah. After, um, after convincing all of the Diablos to dress up in costume, Paul, Paul dressed up as the Invisible Man. No, I, was, I told you I was a plastic grey seat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, having, a, having a game start without you there doing your come on ahead inch on let's be having you, really a Smith-esque song. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a little bit strange, but yeah. Uh, but what do you make of it as a soul fan? Like, obviously happy the trophy came to Siam, I guess. Yeah, first time Seoul have ever won the FA Cup. Technically. Um, I thought... I mean, obviously we know that Incheon have got a, a relatively poor record at, at Sangam, and we discussed this in last week's podcast. Uh, I think definitely in the first half, Incheon were really poor, and Seoul dominated, but didn't make the most of their chances. Yeah. Obviously, Takagi lamped one in from 30 yards out, which is a, a really good goal. A pretty sweet strike. Uh, not sure if the goalie could have done better or not, because he got his fingers to it, didn't they, Yeah. But... I mean, it was it, it, it was curling. Like that's a, that's the best thing about maybe they did one good thing about where you guys stand at the football uh, is that with that giant TV screen right behind you, yeah. uh, you know, like you can turn quickly and, and actually watch it. And, and on the replay, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely curling. I mean, the keeper um, had made a couple of cracking saves. He made one from Adriano, one from Takahagi as well, actually. Uh, so he made like a, like a few similar. He'd got to a few similar shots. Yeah. I think it was just curling, and I think it was just it just took it a little bit away from his hands. The second half, Sol started really, really poorly. Yeah. And Inchon had improved a lot, um, and they had that one really good, well-worked free kick, sort of a routine from the training ground, which yeah. 
I, w- I would have liked seeing that gone in actually because I think it was deserved. It was a, a routine worthy of a goal. Yeah, I think it, it, it definitely did. I think the big turning factor with the interim performance was probably second half. I think Kevin started being a bit more of a presence and less of a headless chicken. I think he, he, he kind of started coming in a little bit more. Yeah. Second half, uh, I don't know what the, the manager said at half time that you have your own opinions on how Che could motivate anything at half time. Uh, that looked that way, definitely looked that way. So, yeah, and then obviously Inchon did get the equaliser, which is another fairly well worked goal. Uh, I was in the bathroom <laughs> having a fairly, work, a fairly well worked riddle. <laughs> and then from that point on, I really thought Inchon were going to go on and win it because they were bossing, bossing the midfield. Sol couldn't get any, couldn't string two passes yeah. together. And Kevin had that really, really good opportunity yeah. where he was unmarked at the far post and he kind of had a really weak header which went straight to the goalie. And if that had gone in, I think it would have been curtains. I think so, because well, that was maybe like 10 minutes left or so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they so looked completely devoid of ideas. They looked as if they had no idea how to break, how to break back down the, the inch-on defence. And uh, yeah, they were all over the place. Uh, and definitely, I think, as I said, when we did the intro music, I think Cha kind of really stepped up. I think Cha and, and Osmar, to be perfectly honest, I think they both really kind of stepped up and grabbed the game by the scuff of the neck. I, I see Osmar's, Osmar's agents put a, a, a highlights reel out on Facebook, so I guess he is looking he for is. a move somewhere. So he has a way then, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then, so three minutes to go, a cross was lofted in. Adrian, it looked to be miles offside, but wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I still don't understand how you can basically. Who is probably the deadliest striker like in the K League? How any defender can leave him with so much space, unless he is offside. Um, I mean, he also wasn't offside. Yeah. But it, it was a long ball in. I guess the, the, the cross in came from somewhere just around the halfway line. Or, yeah. So when he kicked it, he was onside, and then the, the defender decided to rush out, and then Adriano was just waiting, yeah. just shy of the six yard box for the ball to come into him. Chests it down, bam, 2 1. Easy, easy goal as well, man. Like, I mean, great finish, but for a, a player as confident as Adriano, as good as Adriano, it, it, was, it was an easy one. Like, what I found interesting at that point was there was no replay on said big screen. Right. So I think the sole uh, board, like, like whoever's in control of that, I think they themselves thought, shit, that probably was offside. Because by the time the ball got to me, he was so far offside. Mm, but yeah. in the, when I checked back on the, the YouTube highlights, he was definitely onside when the ball was kicked. So. I think um, that, that, I think it was Chaudhary who kind of, he didn't put the ball in, but I think he was the one who who, who kind of kept because they never gave up chasing the ball yeah brought in Inchon's move and then started Sol's move which is kind of what he still does best uh, that and the fact he's one of the few K-League players with an actual brain sorry football brain not sure how intelligent he has off the field and then 2-1 with two <laughs> minutes to go looks all over I, I, did, I did look over I mean Sol didn't look as if from that point you, didn't, you got the feeling that, that Inchon were not going to have the belief to come back. Mm. And then, indeed, coming into time added on, Sol get a corner, Molina crosses it in and straight into the net well off the head of the defender. Yeah, I mean, I, I, amazing goal. I mean, 
again it was an hour goal that I think I was turning to when he when he was to say you think Adriano's goal was offside um, I think I was still discussing it when yeah well, when Medina took his corner Seoul fans were still celebrating the second goal doing their yeah. dance routine weren't they oh yeah so. that's what it was yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it went in yeah so I mean cracking I mean like cracking was out uh, obviously straight after the game the atmosphere was electric <laughs> everyone was singing and dancing and no wait a minute um, dancing in the streets like straight after the goal uh, straight after the game finished everyone seemed to it was a very odd atmosphere wasn't it was a strange atmosphere like really strange like for some for a team that just won the FA Cup like, with the size of the support that was in the Suho Shin I was really surprised that there was just no noise there was, there was no real singing it's almost like they didn't really know what to do mm. I was like okay so we've won how long have we got to wait until we see the ceremony yeah but on, on the whole you think Seoul deserves to win oh, I think so definitely I would say Seoul I would say over the course of the tournament uh, Seoul probably edged it I think Inchon had probably had the, the most surprising result by, by beating Jeju in Jeju yeah. but they were atrociously awful they were woeful at, at, at home against John Ann. Um and I think Seoul having beaten kind of in form Ilsan in Ilsan Pohang Pohang uh, and even the the potential uh, giant killing of Hwasong I think probably over, over the course of the tournament Seoul probably just did enough to win it I think and definitely in the final I think they were the better team so Seoul into into the Asian Champions League again yep stop saving for next year's away trip somewhere now I might want to be going with one team this year yeah next year alright what else happened at the weekend there must have been some K-League challenge matches there were I think the big news was probably the big one which was uh, Daegu versus Eland first few seconds Ended 3-0 with a very, very late equaliser. Yep. Which certain people who may, may or may not be connected to the podcast weren't happy about. Uh, I did hear that there was like, some controversy over the over the equaliser. Uh, I didn't really see anything on the challenge um, apart from that score. So I wasn't really uh, in any attention-paying state when I woke up on Sunday. <laughs> Can't think why that would be. Some, something to do with an all day drinking session in either one but anyway but yeah I think yeah it was a pretty I mean I guess nothing much changed it then yeah you know that you have uh, I guess it keeps Elan in third Sainju still in second Diego uh, one point clear at the top yeah so I guess just run through the results for the benefit of the listeners yep uh, so on Halloween we had the we had Chunju v Ansan Police that was a barnstorming nothing each uh, we had the big one the, or the big rivalry anyway which had it not been FA Cup final day I would have definitely been at yep. this was uh, Buchon hosting Anyang uh, Buchon had been in a good run of form recently but uh, well up until rec- up until the last three games up until recently lost. is what I mean uh, but th- that, that's three in a bounce three on the bounce that they've lost well, once the playoffs were in sight they basically cracked didn't yeah. they yeah basically yeah but I, I, still, I suppose they've overachieved based on our expectations I would say so yeah, yeah. but I mean Anyang is the it's the one reason why I want to see both those teams either promoted or, or stay in the challenge because yeah. it's probably about it's the kind of big rivalry 
in the challenge. Uh, Anyang did well. They, they have, as Butchon have been losing three games, Anyang have won three in a row. Uh, which has to push them just like, just like two points behind Butchon in seventh. Uh, as we discussed, we had Daegu versus uh, Eland, which was 3 3. Uh, Jumin Gu getting himself back in the score sheet with a double. Tarabai, the Brazilian, as all those who won the competition know. Uh, getting Congratulations to you guys, by the way. Congratulations. But yeah, a pretty controversial, was it? A controversial 90th minute equalising? I think. Uh, I don't know how controversial it was. I think was it not 97th minute? It was like really, really late. Yeah. I think it was in Time Added On, yeah? So that was the games on the Saturday, on the Sunday. We had uh, Sanju with a, a chance, I guess, to pull points uh, back in Daegu and pull away again from um, Eland. They were hosting Gyeongnam. I don't think there was any doubt that was going to finish 1 0. Yes, it did, so Sanju winning that one. And then the other game in the challenge, which was on Sunday, was Goyang versus Gangwon. We said all the potential would be a nothing each. And amazingly, saw six goals. This is unusual. So Goyang 2, Gang 1 4. With Gil scoring a double and Jonathan Beluso scoring one. So th- this random result basically means Puchon are now 8 points behind Suwon with 9 to play for, so they're not going to make the playoffs. Not, no chance. Seoul are now, Seoul Elan are now 5 points behind Tegu with 6 to play for, so they're not going to win the title. Nope, no chance. Um, so yeah, so we've, we've basically wrapped up the Keighley Challenge then. Yep. Um, I guess the only thing that you're looking at is probably like Sangju maybe toppling Daegu and getting automatic promotion. Uh, Sangju are one point behind Daegu. They've both got three games They've left. They've both got so. three games left. Uh, and I guess Suwon Elan could change places I guess, but Suwon have got two games in hand on Elan and they're two points behind, so yeah. but, I mean so effectively there's there's bugger all difference between finishing third or fourth. No, you saw place, yeah. Um, so I guess they I mean, finishing second is is good because you get you, you, you play two games less. Yeah. So you get a, a, a lot bit fresher I guess. But Elan have definitely made the playoffs which in their their kind of like first season has has been impressive. Yeah. Uh, whether they can make it up through another six games, I guess we'll talk about that close at the time. That's where Martin already on his money. Yeah. Okay. What else has been happening in the exciting world of Korean football? I guess um, we had the the national team squad announcements mm-hmm. for the games against Myanmar and Laos. Two debuts, I noticed. Two debuts, yeah. One uh, was your Songnam defender. Yep, Yun Yong Sun. And the other Kenny one was Kola. someone else. Oh, the, the other one was else. a goalie. Fourth goalie for some reason. Uh, fourth goalie was from Dejan. I want to say Dejan, but no, it was Tegu. The fourth goalie was from Tegu. Yeah. Yeah, Cho, Cho Hyunwoo. Which is a, quite an odd quite an odd thing to do, isn't it? Pick a fourth goalie. Particularly when he considered three goals at the weekend against Sohiland as well. <laughs> I'm going to make you a little bit surprised as to why he picked him. Um, I guess obviously he's going to go with like Jung or, or Kwon, yeah. Kwon for the, the game that he thinks matters, which is probably the, the most difficult one. Uh, I guess the, the Myanmar one. 
and then I guess he'll, he'll maybe give a debut, make a debut to Laos. To be perfectly, uh, uh, sorry, a debut against Laos to maybe Cho. Like, to be honest, you could probably go without anyone in goals, and you would still beat them about six 0 Like, they're, they're two really easy games, two particularly boring. Like, I don't think very many people are going to go to those games. Don't you watch? To be honest, so. So the home ones are being held at Sue one, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah it is. Um, so to call, yeah. So so those games I can play in, in November. I guess we'll actually preview those games close to the time next week. Next the week. first one's next Thursday. Yeah. So we'll, so we'll preview them next week. Uh, Wangy Joe kept his place. So you, think, you think he's established himself yet, or? Well, yeah, I think it's too early. But he's still. This does make the rumours of him wanting to leave very very interesting. But has he got a highlights reel up on YouTube? Uh, I think he's got a missing reel up in <laughs> on uh, YouTube. Um, but yeah, he's. I think if he can, he he should lead the line like against those two teams. Whether I'm interested to see if he gets a call up for for a more difficult mm. uh, a match. But I think he's beginning to maybe get himself like, like recognised by uh, by Steven. By Slicker. Um the, the other one I noticed was that he's bringing a guy from from Victoria, Suk Jin. Yep. So obviously, like, there's no place um, for the the Wookiees on the reserve list Wookie, again. Yeah. Yep. So there's no Wookiee, no Jim and Gyu, no Lee Jung Hyuk. Is, is he back no playing? No. I thought Lee Jung was back at Pusan. Is what I thought. Is he? Has uh, he, re- he recovered from whatever? He broke something, didn't he? he broke his. Yeah, but I think he must be back in the start line, about, like in the last match of Busan. Okay. As far as I'm aware. Um, but the rookie being missing is a bit of a surprise. I mean, it's not a surprise, but I think it, it maybe confirms that he has. He's kind of been been shown up, found out, and he's. I guess he's kind of going to go with these two young guys instead. Interesting that the that, son. He's been included when I think he's still injured. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure if that means he's just come over from moral support or whether he still thinks he can actually be fit in time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you assume that he's, he's there to encourage the Korean public and if he's still injured then... Yeah. Something I did find interesting. Not a single soul player. No. Any comments on that? Uh, Koyuan? Koyuan doesn't even play for Seoul that often. Guess, so, yeah. I mean, who would. I don't <laughs> think there's any star players at Seoul who, who would stand out from the pack and uh, deserve a call up. Would you have thought, though, if you were to call up a fourth goalkeeper, the potential calling up. Like. Yusangun. Yeah, Yusangun would have made sense. I think he's a dodgy keeper, even though he has got the least goals conceded per yeah. minute. I, I thought it was quite strange that, that, yeah, I mean, this must be the first time in a long time that there's been two Songnam players in the national team. Again, not a whole lot of um, Korean based players mm. taking the goalkeepers out because there's no choice. Yeah, you have what, like, Kim Ki Hee from Jongbuk, Yoon Young Sun from Songnam. Hong Chow from, from Suwon, uh, Kim Sung Dae from Pohang. Has uh, Yoon Young Sun been a good player for Songnam this year? He's been pretty solid. Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty solid. Uh, he's, since we lost um, 
you chime in he's kind of like stepped up a little bit so he, I mean he has been a pretty solid defender he doesn't do much he, he's not like the you know he's not like a flair player or anything but he is pretty solid at the back doesn't make too many mistakes so he probably deserves recognition I guess alright yes yeah okay um I also saw something in the news the other day about shenanigans down at Kyungnam. What's all that about? Uh, the bar? Molly's opening up a bar? I thought you said they don't have to do that anything one. Is he, is he cheating on me? Yeah. Um, the only shenanigans I know <laughs> is, is that dodgy Irish bar in each one. Um, yeah, I don't know Paul. It's something to do with... I mean, you have a player who had a bonus to be paid out if he scored 10 goals and he's on 9 and so they've just basically shipped him and his family home this must be a massive bonus hmm? Milos 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 from Serbia I guess yeah I mean I think that there's two things to, to say one is it a big deal two is it a big deal <laughs> like, does it like, is it I'd be making it a big deal because he's a foreigner in Korea so like it looks really dodgy or is it something that happens all over the world you see when I first read it I was kind of a little bit outraged and then I thought I'm sure I've read of cases in in the English Premier League where they sign a player from Team A and they agree to pay Team A extra money if he makes yeah. above a certain amount so they deliberately <laughs> make sure he doesn't reach that yeah. so they don't have to pay the extra transfer fee so I'm not sure it's that outrageous against. I'm sure this kind of thing happens in the West as well. I mean, I know that um, I did. I did hear uh, that the teams have done it. For example, the teams in the in, in English Championship who they have um, have went down, who have been relegated, for, for example, from the from EPL. They still want to get big players that, that the big name players they get themselves back up yeah. so they do these things where they offer them huge bonuses if they score X amount of goals or make X amount of appearances and then they kind of purposely don't play them to like stop it happening I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's happened in other leagues in the world I can't think of any specific examples but I've definitely read about yeah. those kind of examples so I, I think at the time like yourself I just thought it was shocking I thought it was like a really like ridiculous way to treat, you know, like a player who you brought, especially like a player who you brought all the way over to a culture like the K League, like Korea, and then you just suddenly like, oh, you've got nine goals, shit, one more, and you have to pay your bonus, take you and your pregnant wife or your new family home. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it does paint the K League in a bad light. Probably does mean that agents might look a bit closer. Like before they bring their players over but then you have to look at um, Songnam's situation this year with the Brazilians yeah uh, we had Jorginho Lucas and the other one his name I can't even remember and he basically played him in a rotation system and then when it came to the the summer transfer window he, he got shot at the two who had played the most so I, I reckon they must have had some clause in their contracts they said, you know, okay, if, uh, if he makes so many appearances, you have to pay him extra money, or he, he has to play X amount of times or, or something. And I think that's why Sonam got, got shot at him, like at like like the first chance. Mm. So, you wonder just how many deals are 
I kind of negotiated it with these dodgy agents. Maybe it happens a lot more often. Maybe someone's just told. Yeah, I think in this one, I think the the, uh, the guy down in Kyungnam, he's very closely linked to the club, so he gets to hear a lot of gossip, which you or I probably don't get to hear about Seoul and Songnam yeah. because we don't have that in- inside connection. I think so, yeah. So, and of course, the other big news this week is that Suwon potentially going to become some kind of Peerun and move to a different city. Um, yeah, I think, I think we discussed this a little bit over some soju on Tuesday night. Uh, I'm not really, really, sure, really sure what the what the outcome of that conversation was, but it seems to be as if Suwon are putting an announcement on their on their homepage saying that season tickets will be <coughs> season tickets will will be delayed or the sorry the sale of season tickets will be delayed. Uh, due to the fact that they are not sure where they will be playing their football next season. Yep. So that either means the big bird is getting closed for renovation perhaps for the World Cup, the under 17, under 20 World Cup, or that they've fallen out with the local council. And I heard it was the latter. Yeah. Or so. or the Samsung are just being are just being Samsung and maybe want a bigger a bigger cut of the council money or something. So where do you think they'll end up playing then? Do you think this is a bluff to, to get the, the rent reduced or do you think they'll actually end up going somewhere else? So, I've, I've heard two rumours. One is that the rent is really high uh, and that now that they've closed the top tier they're not actually making enough money to like pay the rent, buy players, pay the salaries and so on. Uh, but the other story that, that I interestingly read was that it was to do with advertising. Apparently like, the local council was making them advertise or put up posters advertising the council or advertising through one city or something. I can't quite remember or quite, quite understand what it was. So it wasn't earning them any revenue? Yeah, but they were being forced to put these like adverts up. I don't remember seeing any adverts at any of the games I was at. I don't really remember seeing anything, you know, like advertising a local department store or, or room salon barber or something like that, which is what we have, is what you have in Suwon. Um, so I'm not really quite sure what they could be pissed off at. And uh, you think it'll get resolved or you think they'll move somewhere? I think... I think it's just Samsung. I really do think it's probably just Samsung being Samsung. I think it'll be resolved. I think next season, Suwon Blue Wings will be playing at the Big Board. I'd be surprised if they were. But stranger things have happened. Yeah, I'm but sure. I'm sure Anyang fans thought of that. Well, yeah, and Judge and uh, Busan fans, yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting to see where they move into. Kyungtek. Kyungtek. They keep moving to Busan. Busan. Yongin. And maybe it's make, it easy, make it easier for all their fans to get to the game, right? <laughs> yeah. Instead of having to commute down from Seoul. Yeah. <laughs> Support your local team, guys, not bloody Suwon because. Yeah. Because of Samsung, yeah? Blue. But I think, as someone said on, on, on Tuesday night, it would be great if they moved to Dokdo and then the Korean government just gave it back to Japan. Go and play the Japanese League boys. Alright, we're fast running out of time, so. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into previews? 
Um, I think that's everything. It's been a, as you said, a short, quick, sober podcast. Sometimes I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll make up for it on Monday. Sometimes a quickie is just what you need. Sometimes, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> right, previews then. There's only one match that really needs to be talked about, right? Yep. Pohang versus Songnam on Sunday. Yep, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the match that could win John Book the league. <laughs> I don't think we hear that, but it could. Should we do a challenge first? Or yeah, it's a challenge first, because I think everyone listens for Saturday, Suwon Anyang. Uh, Anyang are on a good run of form. Uh, I'm go for Anyang. I'm, I'm going to go for a draw. Anyang have really turned it around. Huh? Yeah. Because they went... Didn't they win their opening match and then like not win for another 20-odd games? Well, yeah, they, they won. Yeah, I think they lost something 10 in a row. Or they didn't win. Yeah. 20 games, yeah, they've done really well. So to get for them to get up to 11 games, they must have won a lot recently, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. So I don't think they'll beat Suwon City, but I do think they'll get a point. Okay. So we go for one each. Eland versus Kyungnam, which our competition winners will be attending. Uh, again, yeah, you've got to get, you've got to put, put your money in Eland for that one. Should be relatively straightforward, right? Should be, yeah. If not, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And then third match on Saturday, Sangju versus Chungju. Well, I guess Sangju have got to win to keep the pressure on Daegu. Uh, if, if they win, they'll go top of the league for at least a day. A day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my money's going to. Uh, yep, Sangju will win that one. And Chungju are bottom of the league, so Sangju yeah. really ought to win that. They, they probably should win that one, yeah. So then Sunday we got Kangwon Daegu. Daegu. I mean, yeah, having, having, having drawn with Elan, Daegu need to get back to winning ways, I think. Kangwon have been pretty in- inconsistent, right? So they yeah. obviously had a big win last week, but they've lost, had some big losses on the way as well. So, well, the problem, the problem is, is that it's getting so close at the end of the season now that any slip up is, is like, difficult to pull back. So Daegu have got to really go for that one as much as possible. Yeah. So yeah, so I reckon, I reckon Daegu should. Should just edge it. And last game on the Sunday, Police and San Police versus Puchon. Uh, Puchon have lost two in a row. Yeah, they'll lose four. I think I think the police will win that one. And you could actually see uh, Anyang leapfrog Puchon if they if they beat someone. But yeah, I think I think the police will win that one. Okay. And now onto the league that matters. But the part of it that doesn't matter. <laughs> we go to preview the relegation group, yeah. Uh, team A against Team B. On Saturday, got Chonnam Dragons against Kwangju. You fancy? You fancy Chonnam to make it two losses in a row? And nope. three losses in a row? Uh, nah, they'll beat Kwangju. I mean, to be honest, I think I don't think anyone in that league actually cares. I think I think that's a problem now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, is that I think like John Am Guangzhou, Ulsan, Incheon are all kind of playing for absolutely nothing. Yep. Uh, so th- this, these games could go anywhere, absolutely anywhere, anyway. Sorry. So I'm going to put a, a draw. And then Ulsan Tejon. The miracle of Tejon. Can they continue for one more week? No. Plus. I mean, Tejon need to win this to uh, keep their playoff playoff hopes alive. Yeah. 
Um, they're what five points behind with ninety play. Uh, my money is going to be on. I think Osan. I think Osan should win it. Home, home, home advantage against the worst team in Korea. Not the worst team in Korea. Worst team in Korea. Korea is the martyrs. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, the worst team in the Korea League. And then last game on the Sunday is Incheon versus Busan, which presumably Incheon, you'd fancy them to win it. Yeah, I mean, unless their cup hangover is massive. They, they were they were poor, uh, as I said against Jonam. They were poor against um, Songnam. They were poor against Seoul. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Incheon, they've drawn the last two games in the like in the, in, in, in the relegation group. But Busan have just been atrocious. Yeah. I, I really don't think Pusan will get anything left. Pusan are a complete dog's dinner, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're actually So, yeah, I think Enchant to win that one. And now to the, the matches that count. Well, count for what? I guess ACL, I guess, yeah. Still, yeah, still playing for ACL. And Pride. Bragging rights, I guess. Right. So, first match on Saturday Cheju versus Chumbuk. <sighs> Jeju won the last one uh, on the last day on the last game before the split won away the a 90th minute goal beating 3-2 yep. I, th- I think Jeju could actually win this one like, like Jeju have got absolutely nothing to play for which makes them really dangerous so I reckon Jeju could win this one and give John Book another, another weekend of, um, of uncertainty like, uncertainty Arthur's making buttons Squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum time, yeah. And then... Should be noted that game's on Sunday, yeah? Oh, that is on Sunday. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> well, the other game on Sunday is Pohang versus Songnam, which presumably you'll be going to. Uh, actually, my plan, if Songnam had, had beaten Suwon uh, last weekend, my plan was to actually go. But A, I can't get vacation time on a Monday because I have to cover classes. And B... I haven't watched them drop five out of six points against Seoul and, so- and uh, Suwon. I'm going to not jinx it, so I'm, I'm going to not watch it or not go to it. So, okay. The thing was, I really do- I didn't want to go because I wanted to kind of see the Steelers Stadium. Um, are, you, are you not coming in, two, uh, in three weeks' time with the Seoul's last game? It depends if Sonam are still in um, with an ACL spot. I hope it's Jeju. So maybe. So therefore, the, hmm. uh, I mean, for this one, my my heart says a draw, but my head says Pohang to win it. But two or three now. Pohang have won the last six or seven on the bounce. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I, the and I think if you know, like that's a four pm kickoff. The Jeju Jump is a two pm kickoff, so they'll know. Uh, I think if if, if uh, Jumbook lose, then it gives Pohang so much. Incentive to just go out there and smash them, yeah. Seven points, 90 play, it's not impossible. If Chumbuk win, though, Chumbuk wins over. Then you think Poatan will be in a bad state of mind and Songnam can take advantage of that? Well, yeah, if Chumbuk win, they've won the league. <laughs> Haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, if, if, if Chumbuk win, then yeah, Songnam could take advantage of Poatan then. The thing is, I mean, Songnam need to win. That's the thing. Yeah. They, they need to. I mean, Seoul have got the, the ACL spot. Yep. 
uh, they're currently sitting fourth. Uh, so we need to get above Pohang or Suwon. Pohang looking incredibly unlikely with a seven point gap. Suwon with a six, six point, point gap. gap. Still looking unlikely. So that means last match must be the super match. Super match, the super matchy. Fourth one of the season. Yep. Currently standing one win, one draw, one loss. Yep. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts for this time? Um, Who's the momentum with? It's definitely so. Even even though they, they drew with John Book and officially it was no longer mathematically possible to win the league, having come off the back of, of an FA Cup final win, uh, having beaten, romped Suwon 3-0 away to kind of get a little bit of revenge back on the 5-1, uh, Suwon just look all over the place. But whatever is going on in the background with this with season ticket sales is going to impact on the club potentially as well. The only thing I would say is that Seoul obviously Chowdhury is suspended, as, as we is, mentioned. As is Adriano. Adriano is also suspended. So where do you think the goals are going to come from? Um, I, I didn't say they were going to win it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that is the thing. Without Adriano, you can't see where. Who? Who's going to score for? So, I mean, I understand Molino and Takahagi scored in the FA Cup final, but Adriano was on the pitch at that time as well. Uh, you, you really can't see where the goal would come from, so it could be a tough one. I think Chao will be a bit of okay, a huge loss as well. But I just think Suwon just look uh, short to bits. I mean, they'll be second for most of the season, they're, they're now like third. Um, they're only three points in front of Seoul, six in front of Songnam, and they have arguably the toughest one of games to come. They're away to Seoul, away to Pohan, home to John Book. So you're going to come to the super match? Uh, yes, I'll be at the super match, yes, I'll be there. But you won't be drinking? Uh, I won't be drinking. Uh, no, it won't be. Well, it, it depends. It depends if. Uh, it depends. But I don't very much I'll be drinking. So typically we try and get a new song for each and every podcast. We don't like to recycle, but for the super match, I think we can recycle last last time's successful outro. Which was the chicken song? Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> So let's all sing along, let's sing the chicken song.